This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, uh, today is Blue Monday. So how is your mood today? A lot of people consider this the third Monday in January, the most depressing day of the year. Now, there isn't really scientific proof behind this. Uh, I think maybe part of it is to try and sell vacation packages. But many of us certainly feel the winter blues this time of year. There's the lack of sunshine combined with financial stress now that we're in the post-holiday season. Sad or seasonal affective disorder is definitely a real thing. And many older people may experience heightened social isolation if they're afraid to go out on icy sidewalks and roads. And also, Credit Canada Debt Solutions has added another D to the syndrome. It's sad with two Ds, seasonal affective debt disorder. What do you think? How is your mood? And um, how do you deal with it? We'll have some ideas from our experts. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, let's go to Dr. Stacy Thomas, who is a psychologist, and Lori Cam- Campbell, the CEO of Credit Canada. Hi, ladies. Hello. Good morning. Uh, so, Dr. S- Dr. Thomas, uh, is there a lot to this, this Blue Monday and telling everybody this is such a depressing day? <laughs> no, there really, I, I couldn't find any data to support that. Um, and certainly, you know, it's a little concerning when, when people are saying to almost expect to be blue today. Um, you know, it is the middle of winter. It is a time when some people who are more affected by the the lesser levels of light might feel uh, the crunch, the feeling of not being able to feel motivated, low mood, irritability, a whole host of things. So I'm thankful that for the labeling of the day, insofar as it brings our attention to mental health and solutions that can help. Lori Campbell, uh, people are getting their bills and that can't be a good thing when it comes to their mood. Well, exactly, Liz. Uh, it's, it's the truth. That people are getting their bills and they're feeling a little bit overwhelmed just because they realize probably they've overspent. Uh, and, you know, it's not really Blue Monday so much as, as, as uh, was mentioned, feeling kind of sad around this time of year. And then you've got that coupled with the fact that, yeah, you really can't go out and do much because you've got these crippling debts that you have to now deal with. Uh, Yeah, and um, when it comes to sad Dr. Thomas, uh, light therapy, there's this use of lamps that uh, mimic the effects of sunlight. So how can people know if they actually need that or if uh, their situation is somewhat less clinical? Well, I mean, in terms of um, determining whether or not you have a clinical level of depression really has to do with the functional impact. Is this getting in the way of you taking care of the normal activities of your life? Um, Do you have a hard time with your motivation, your concentration? Are you snapping at people? Um, 
Are you feeling like you want to be more and more isolated? These are all important signs that this is a significant issue. That said, everyone can benefit from the strategies that help. So you don't need to be at that level to be able to benefit from getting some extra light. And I would say that actually the most effective treatment, they've done some studies on groups of people diagnosed with SAD, so a clinical level of seasonal affective disorder. So they are depressed during the winter months. And they followed them for a year. Some of them had cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a form of psychological therapy that allows people to become aware of how their thoughts and behaviors affect their mood. And they learn strategies to interfere with that cycle, to turn it from a negative to a positive. When people have had that, in addition to light therapy or just on their own, one year later, they did not have SAD. People who just had light therapy on its own actually had a relapse rate of about 63%. So light therapy, absolutely. But learning how to impact, be aware of your thinking and your behavior is what's going to lead to real change. Lori Campbell, tell me about the gap between people knowing that they're overextended, that their bills are piling up, and them actually doing something about it and and how that affects mood based on what you see in clients? Well, Libby, what we find is that a lot of individuals who... uh, as was mentioned, take the proper steps to to rectify their financial situation. And we're talking about, you know, putting a plan in place that's very solid, it's very goal-oriented, will come out of this and and have a better or more successful financial future. But what our um, survey showed was that we've got a lot of millennials that um, are, are stating that they're going to save money, but at the same time spending a lot. So they might be saving money in certain areas, such as not going out for dinner and those types of things. But then on on the other hand, they're ordering in a lot more than the rest of the of the, the uh, those outside of that uh, generation. So, we really feel that there's a, a disconnect between what people say they're going to do and what they're actually doing, and that becomes a real cyclical problem with debt because it's very hard to get out of. Okay, uh, you you did some interesting stuff breaking down the difference between millennials and boomers in terms of how they deal with money. Right, exactly. So the younger cohort was more likely to uh, eat budget-friendly meals, so 58% versus 31%, and far more likely to chill with Netflix and that sort of thing. But at the same time, they're far more likely to take comfort uh, by going shopping or, or going online, 50% versus 26%, and are six times more likely to order delivery meals. So that really does not add to a good overall financial picture. Okay. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about social isolation, Dr. Thomas, because, yes. you know, it, it's, it's actually for people who are frail, it can be dangerous for them to go out until everything is cleared and that takes a while. Uh, how does that play in as a problem? Oh, it's it's such a big part of it. I mean, even yesterday, I was actually supposed to take my mom out to go see a play, and she canceled on me because she wasn't comfortable with the idea of walking outside. So it is a big problem, particularly with people with uh, physical limitations, and um, it requires probably some novel solutions. For our older adults, if they are not technologically savvy, that can be really hard, too. It further compounds the isolation. Some people are able to use our technologies to connect over FaceTime, 
um, and maybe even have people coming into their homes if that's uh, an option for them in terms of services. Um, But so I think what this really requires is all of us, not just those who are suffering, but everybody in this country who deals with winter, really thinking about how can we actually, you know, engage with each other in a way that allows us to create um, visitations with people, making sure that people aren't getting isolated. I've had the fortune, good fortune of living out in Saskatoon, which is really cold. And when I first got there, uh, I had a whole community of people looking out for me, making sure I wasn't going to become a shut-in over the winter months. And they invited me to do things. They made sure I had the right outfits and everything. So I, I really think that there is potential for us to really take care of each other during these winter months to make sure that people don't become isolated. Okay, let's take a call from Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat. Good morning. Good afternoon. With with great interest, my late mother was very much affected by SAD, and I noticed the other week that I've got the the light box sitting in the garage. Uh, I've never needed it, but she certainly swore by it, and, um, you know, it it is a real event uh, that occurs for many people. But I'm surprised we're talking about January. The month I hate is November. Hmm. And it's dark, and it's wet, and it's cold, and it's only of any use to people who are hunters. I mean, uh, at least then we have December with Christmas. Uh, Yeah, and generally the weather isn't even bad in December. Um, I don't know. So uh, do you use that light box, Pat? No, I don't use the light box. As I say, I saw it sitting up on the shelf in the garage. But here's what I do. I think December 21st is the best day of the year because then the days are getting longer. The other good thing that happens is right around Christmas, the seed catalogs start coming in. And right now I'm just finishing off the last of my seed orders because I start a whole bunch of flowers under lights. And if you want to have uh, spring coming early, do that. Start them in February, and all of a sudden it's May or June outside or inside, and it's, it's March and April in, outside. Okay, Pat, you're an optimist. That sounds like a a fun thing to do. Thanks for your call. Thanks. Okay, if uh, people have other ways that they cope, give us a shout, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And, you know, I think there are uh, levels of this. I've got to say that, you know, I go to work every day and I do social things, but... I really find it hard when the when it's this cold to be motivated to do a lot of stuff that I want to do. I mean, it's less than I would do normally, or you know, I do stuff, but you know, I'm thinking. Ugh. So how do you how do you um, deal with that kind of lethargy, Doctor Thomas? Well, I, 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 the first thing that occurs to me as I'm listening to you is is that we do have these expectations of being hyper productive all the time. Like nothing shifts. And we have to remember, we are essentially animals. As much as we have 24-7 availability of a lot of things and people work various hours, we're still designed in conjunction with our environment. And there are times to be super productive and there are times to not be. And part of the problem can sometimes be our expectations being out of whack with our reality. So, you know, if we just accept winter for what it is, it is colder, it's harder to get out. 
we don't likely get out as much as we would in the summertime. We might feel like we, we do need to have a bit more time to do other things. There might be other ways of being productive that are just as valuable and needed and can help get you ready for spring. So that's just one thought about what are we telling ourselves about how busy or active or productive we should be. Is that really in line with our reality? Is it okay to have times when we're not completely productive? all the time. We're talking about SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder and Seasonal Affective Debt Disorder. And Laurie Campbell, as a first step to getting finances in order, how important is it to get organized and how do you help people get motivated to at least get to the bottom and and know their situation? Well, Libby, you know, as we talk about, uh, you know, Blue Monday and talking about how people are really not very motivated to, to move forward, it is a problem when it comes to finances, too. But the beauty of it is, is that, you know, it, 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 it's something you can develop over time, and it's something you should develop over time by looking at your whole financial situation, looking at your income, your assets, your debts, and your budget. Is there anything you can do right away? Can you sell an asset to help get rid of some of your debt? Can you reduce your budget? Can you get a part-time job? All of those things are going to help impact your ability to get out of debt quicker. But most importantly is to write down your goals. Like, where would you like to see your money going uh, if you didn't have this debt? Could you put money into, you know, some vacation uh, where it's nice and sunny and warm? Could you put your money into, uh, you know, purchasing a home or, or, you know, retirement, whatever the case may be, once you get out of debt? So having some significant specific goals that will help you move forward is very important so that as you see your progress each month improve toward being debt-free, you know you're that much closer to being able to save for these goals. Uh, I'm, I'm asking about something that even comes before all that because I think a lot of people don't even know exactly what their situation is. And and I've seen examples on both sides. I've seen people who have no idea how much in the hole they are. I've also seen people, I've, I've had friends who thought that they were in a terrible financial situation when in fact they were not. Yes, it's very true. And so getting the right advice is really important. Um, if you have a hard time discerning whether your situation is serious or, or where you are at financially, that's for not where not-for-profit credit counseling services such as Credit Canada come in. We can take a look at your whole financial picture, look at options to deal with the debt if debt is a problem, and we'll let you know if you're on the right track. If you just need a budget and to make sure you're, you're spending the money where you should be, we can help with that too. So it's, you're right. It's so important that people really know where they, they are at and, and not get so stressed out. And, you know, really the number one reason, Libby, that people don't know is because they're afraid to talk to other people about it. Yeah, that's, uh, or embarrassed. Yes, exactly. And opening up that conversation is key to help them feel a little bit more connected and a little bit less embarrassed um, about it because chances are uh, people around them are in the same situation. And Dr. Thomas, with the awareness piece as well, are most people in touch with their level of mental health? Do most people who are depressed or veering towards depression, are they aware of it or does it just kind of creep up on them? Oh, gosh. Well, I think, you know, I'm not sure if I can tell exactly, uh, you know, what, what most people do. I think our culture makes it difficult for people to actually understand that they can get help and that 
and often acknowledging that you need some help are the big barriers. Um, and it's a real shame because um, they are, you know, sometimes people, on average, when people are with the right therapist, they feel connected and they're using the right science-based tools, it's four to six visits when they should be able to see a significant difference in the way they feel. So just like anything, it's, it's one is the awareness, two, it's the willingness to step outside the comfort zone, take that responsibility so you can take control. And whether that's your mood or your finances or anything in life, those are the two, two things that are really, really key. You know, there's a big problem with access to mental health yes. services, uh, certainly to psychiatrists. And when it comes to psychologists like yourself, a lot of people, if they don't have that kind of coverage at work, they can't afford it. And even if they mm-hmm. can afford it, it's hard to get in. Absolutely. And so more and more, there are other options. Uh, some, first of all, there's some great self-help tools out there. There's, uh, it's considered one of the Bibles of cognitive behavioral therapy, which I had mentioned before, which has really great outcomes for depression. It's called the Mind Over Mood. Um, it's a one, they have online resources as well as the workbook that you can sometimes get at a local library or online. Um, there are also more and more practitioners who are offering services over the Internet, which sometimes are at a reduced rate. But you're right. We need more and more practitioners in the field available to people to provide this kind of service. Okay, let's take a call from Carol in Mississauga. Hi, Carol. Hi, Libby. I just uh, wanted to call and say I, I can understand where some people may feel depressed during the winter, but myself, I'm older. I absolutely love it. I'm retired. I'm getting to do things that I've wanted to do all my life. Um, and I, I don't have a lot of money, so that doesn't mean travel and doing all sorts of fancy vacations. But I love being in my home. I love to read. You don't want to do that necessarily in the summer when you can be out in the garden or out going for a walk or out doing things. I love to knit. You don't want to sit in 90-degree weather and have a great big bunch of afghans sitting in your lap while you're trying to knit and and you're perspiring like crazy because it's hot. Jigsaw puzzles. Uh, you can get some fantastic jigsaw puzzles that are not expensive. Keeping in touch with people. I mean, this is an ideal time to get in touch with other seniors or just friends and family. You can catch them on the phone, on the Internet, write a letter. Um, amaryllis. I mean, there's bulbs that you buy that very often people get as gifts at Christmas. I usually wait for a few weeks after Christmas to put them in, you can get untold pleasure of watching these things grow. They grow about an inch a day, and they're bright, and they're sparkly, and they're just gorgeous. And I always leave my Christmas tree up until about the end of January, because by then, the sun's shining more. It's not as gloomy outside. You've got that bright little sparkle in whatever corner you put your tree in. Okay, Carol, and- I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and get in uh, some other people because we don't have much time left. But thank you for those suggestions. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, John in Peterborough. Hi, John. I'm good. How are you? Fine. Good. Well, I wasn't raised here. I was born in Ireland. And my mother used to teach us, and I'm the youngest, Never mind the big deal at Christmas Day. Have a little bit of Christmas every day. And I always found that people here, and it's the same there now, I believe, pressured, pressured into buying at Christmas 
my late father and I, God, I loved him. He used to go to his credit union. I'd say, what are you doing that for? Well, the kids. I said, the kids don't know the difference. And people have to learn to say no. It goes on all the time in every facet. And I listened to you talking to those people in previously, the three people that you had on. And it all comes down to money. And from day one, they're out there trying to get, they, they play one against the other. This is just a fact of life. Now, for me, honestly, I'm just being honest with you. Never. The only one that would impress me today, Libby, is God. Okay, the rest that's... of them are mere mortals. So you have to learn to say no, be happy with yourself. What the lady said about the flowers, I do that. Okay, that's great. Thanks for your call. Okay, uh, we are almost out of time. Uh, Lori Campbell, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I think all the messages that have uh, been discussed today are great, especially the callers. And certainly that's a very good point that we, you know, it, you know, try to think about things day to day. And, and if you're looking to get out of debt, start thinking about next year now or next Christmas now so you're not finding yourself in the same burden in January and put some smart goals together. Be easy on yourself and uh, just get the expert help that you need if you do need it. Okay, and Dr. Stacy Thomas? Yes, I think awareness is, is key. And being realistic with what this time of year is. You don't have to be passive in terms of uh, just getting through it or surviving it. Take it on, decide that you want to have a good winter. You want to experience having a good mood, positive energy this winter. So what's it going to take? Okay. And it might mean talking to a professional. It might mean rallying with other friends who set the same goal and you support each other. So that's my, my bottom line. Okay. Thank you both, Dr. Stacy Thomas and Lori Campbell. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.